0: Assalamu alaykum. Welcome and thank you for downloading the Ministry of Dawood podcast. Search for us on Facebook and on YouTube. This week's topic is deeds after death. In the name of Allah, the Most Gracious, the Most Merciful. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alamin. Al-Rahman. Al-Rahim. Nadhikum ad-din. Here can out of the way, here can stay in a and the brothers at M.O.D. for giving me once again an opportunity a be a backup speaker Alhamdulillah It's always a good reminder And for me as well Because if I deliver a uh, poor talk Then Alhamdulillah I don't get beaten up by the Raza and And hopefully the audience won't throw Chuckles at me yeah? Alhamdulillah Okay So today's talk The subject of deeds after death Or good deeds after death <clears throat> I thought to myself How do I address this topic? Because If in the audience there are people Or brothers Alhamdulillah Who, who aren't Quite practicing Islam who haven't quite made that change in their life I thought how will that be relevant to them because <coughs> quite obviously at face value this topic looks more like aimed at and probably more relevant for those of us who are already practicing, those of us who have started making those changes in our lives aiming for Jannah so naturally we're already in the mindset of thinking how do we you know, get more deeds how do we maximize our deeds so the first part I thought I'll clarify the deeds bit And I'll try and, inshallah, connect to the brothers in the audience, certainly uh, the young brothers, um, who will probably see their friends, people they know, their cousins, their neighbours, youth, up to all sorts of things. And generally not just youth, actually, even some of us who are middle-aged and old uncles in the audience, uh, you know who I'm talking about here. Um, You know, you'll know your friends and colleagues and your peers, people of your age as well, you know what they get up to. I was walking to the masjid yesterday for uh, I think it was Salat al-Maghrib And just as I was going into the masjid there was a whole bunch of youth just outside the masjid On the other side of the road And they were naturally being young brothers They were being very loud But I managed to catch a few words that were quite saddening to hear One of the brothers very loudly was talking about How he managed to drag this guy out of his car And was beating him up And the other guy was saying No, it wasn't me Wallahi, it wasn't me So from that conversation, I figured, okay, hold on, these guys are Muslims, I know that, because they're from the local area, but the guy there was, this particular brother, the guy who was proudly talking about how he hassled and beat him up and dragged him out of his car and whatever, clearly he was a Muslim as well, because he was saying, well, he wasn't me, etc, etc. And the other youth that were listening to him, you know, they were just egging him on, or they were like very proud, happy to hear, you know, full attention, full scale lockdown attention, this is, what does that show? This youth, he's proudly talking about how he busts up another Muslim brother What kind of deeds is he talking about? What kind of deed is he proud of? Do you think that he's sharing? The good deeds that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Brothers, this society will show us the different types of deeds To some of the youth, the good deeds means showing how bad man I am Showing how much I can beat people up Showing how much how, how tough I am To other youth, it's about how many girls I've got How many girls I've got, how many girls I'm picking up, how many girls, you know, I'm dropping how many numbers I've got, how many times girls chase me. This is the kind of conversation amongst the Romeos and the people who are trying to, you know, I see a few smiles and smiles in the audience, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or, you know the people I'm talking about, inshallah. Um, And of course, that's sad. And to the middle-aged and the uncles, you know, in the audience, including myself, I put my hand up, you find that a, more, uh, a lot of the brothers around my sort of age, they're married, they settle down, they've got kids. And what's the is amongst them? What kind of deeds are they talking about? Okay, they might not be talking about cracking some guy's head open, they might not be talking about dragging some guy out of his car or jacking him, mugging him. What are they talking about? They're talking about business. They're talking about investments. They're talking about how many restaurants have you got and you know, I've got this and I've got that. And oh yes, I'm buying a house soon. In, yes, inshallah, I'm going to get the mortgage You know, only 5% interest, you know. That's the kind of conversation that's going on. So what kind of deeds are they talking about? Money. Again, they've got deeds as well. But they're talking about deeds that are to do with wealth and making them rich and whatever. And that's what they're focused on. What is the deeds for the Muslim that we are talking about? And what is the deeds that the title of this talk is aiming at? And I think we're we're, 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 we're all clear on this. But I thought, inshallah, let's just reiterate this point. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... In the Quran, it says, I have not created the jinn or the man except for one purpose, which is to worship him. So Allah says, I have not created man or jinn or man for any other purpose but to worship him. What does worship mean? we all know that worship means obeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we all know that worshiping means doing the duties and the tasks the things that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us with the things that the prophet sallallahu in his sunnah has demonstrated things that we have to do things that are encouraged for us to do etc 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 in other words abiding by the halal and haram abiding by the commands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the deeds that we're talking about so the good deeds that we are talking about is the worshiping of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now moving on, and these are topics that have been covered, that's why I'm not going to dwell on them, I'm just sort of touching on these so that we can come to the sort of more relevant part of the discussion. Now we all know about death, and I know previously we've had talks on death as well, and we also know about the angel of death visiting us more than 70 times a day. We know that death can come to us anytime, we know that our times have been fixed, no matter how comfortable and secure you are at home, or in some fortress, you will die at the time, because the moment Azrael alayhis salam shows, that's it, your time is up. Your time is up. What does that also mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us in Surah Infitar about the kiramun kathibin. Who are the kiramun kathibin? The, the two angels. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> and through the hadith of the Prophet we know about the angels who record what? Who record our deeds. So we have an angel on our right and an angel on our left who write the deeds. What kind of deeds? Deeds about how you live your life. Deeds about whether they are in obedience to Allah (coughs) subhanahu wa ta'ala. Deeds about whether they're in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are you serving your desires? Are you chasing your desires? What is bothering you in your mind? What occupies your mind? Is it what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? Is it what the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has brought? What is dominating your mind? Or is it what my boys are going to say? Is that what's dominating my mind? Am I looking cool in front of my boys? Am I looking, you know, am I looking tough in front of my girl? This is the kind of things that dominates the minds of the people who are not <coughs> on this purpose that Allah created them, which is to worship. So for the believer who wants to worship Allah, to fulfill the purpose, this is what dominates his mind. And so the kiram and katabin are busy writing your deeds. And the sincere Abdullah, the slave of Allah, he is conscious that I need to make sure that I maximize my deeds. I need to make sure I stick on the right deeds. I do the right deeds. Because what else does Allah subhanahu tell us about? On the Day of Judgment, He informs us about the people whose records will be given to them. And the people whose records they receive in the right hand, they are the what? Anyone? They are the successful ones. And the people who get their deeds on the left, they are the ones who have failed, they are the ones who are doomed. So on this background, on this context, I want to bring the relevance of this discussion that deeds after death, do they matter? We're talking about good deeds. We're talking about the deeds worshipping Allah ta'ala. Because by now, all of us, the fact that we're in this room, we're here to, uh, to hear an Islamic talk, we recognize one thing. So those boys that are trying to get street credibility or the Romeos that are trying to pull the girls or the middle-aged uncles who are trying to earn the money and thinking about the business... None of these currencies are going to count on the day of judgment. When you stand before, when I stand before, when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what am I going to show to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That how many youth I managed to beat up? How many people put their heads down in front of me when I walked the streets? Because that's how much I was feared. Is that going to count in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? Or am I going to tell Allah, I'm going to pull out the list of all the girls I had in the dunya. Is that going to count to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or how much money my bank balance? How many banks I had? The accounts I've had offshore, the Swiss banks everywhere. Is that going to count to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now? It's the deeds, Is the actions. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at and that's what we have to answer for. Now on this note, I want us to think about something. And this is where I think, Alhamdulillah, we're all on a common platform now. We want the good deeds. We want... The deeds that count on the day of judgment. We want the deeds that will insha'Allah save us on the day of judgment. We want the deeds that will earn the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it is only through the rahmah and the mercy of Allah we have our hopes and chances of going into Jannah. So, um, let me tell you something about big business. You know, and I think some of us here, we're probably studying business, we've studied business, big business. There's something in the fitrah of the human beings that Allah has created us with. You know, the Prophet in the hadith he said, if you give the son of Adam a, a mountain of gold, he would want a second. He would want a second. He would want a second. You give him another one, he would want another. This is something about the human beings. They want more. They want more. The wealth, they want more. The pleasure, they want more. This is something about the human beings. <clears throat> And you'll find that in this mindset of wanting more, people think about how can I maximize this more? How can I get more money? I've got money, I've got only 10 million pounds in my bank account. I want more. People are thinking how they can maximize. This is something innate in us. Now Now that we know what is the real currency, what is the real wealth that matters in the real life, because we know this dunya is temporary. This is not the real life. The real life is the akhirah, the eternal life. So the real currency is the good deeds. Then we should be thinking also naturally, big business, but not big business in terms of money business. Big business in terms of the good deeds business. Do you understand what I'm saying, brothers? So there's nothing wrong with thinking slightly like a businessman, as long as you understand what I'm saying here. Thinking about how do I rack up, how do I stack up those big good deeds insha'Allah, so that I have mountains and mountains of good deeds insha'Allah in the Akhirah to support me when I stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up my deeds, my record, it's not empty, it's full. And this is where in this context of big, maximizing, thinking big, aiming big, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His rahmah and mercy has given us an opportunity to really make it big. You know with a lot of these, uh, those of you brothers who work with Kuffar, you'll find there's something they're obsessed about recently because I work for uh, uh, an IBM and there's a lot of these uh, Kuffar when every year, you know what they do is they basically sign up for their options of pension schemes and how much they want to put into pension. And it becomes a big gossip amongst all of them. You know what you're going for, they sit together and thought, like, what are you going for? Yeah, but this one will give you this much in this many years and all that kind of stuff. Why do you think they're thinking about pension? Because they want some sort of safety net, you know, if they lose, you know, eventually when they get old and they can't work anymore, they've got something to fall back on. Okay, that's that's one mindset people think about: being on the safe side, you know, thinking about your future. What else? Anyone heard some uh, heard of something called uh, saving your money? I think we all do that: saving a bit of cash, you know, stacking away a bit under the mattress under your pillow, you <laughs> know. Hiding away from your mum, you know, some of the younger brothers there in the audience, you know, just in case it goes into the shopping list. (laughs) Um, We all save, especially for those of us who are a bit older, we're responsible probably in the sense that we've got family, kids, wife, kids, people too. You know, we're always thinking that, you know, we need to save for a rainy day, just in case, you know, I lose my job and times get difficult. I've got a bit of extra stacked up just to, you know, fill those gap days, those days when we're not, you know, I'm not earning any money or anything like that. Why am I going into these examples? Saving money, safety net, pension, this, that Well exactly this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided us With this opportunity of earning deeds after you die Why can't you earn deeds after you die brothers? Huh? Azrael comes in front of you, you know, at that point khalas finished If you're a kafir, you can take the shahada all you like is Too late too late. And for the Muslim, you can do all the tawbah and seek the forgiveness of Allah. You can cry your heart out, but absolutely too late. It won't make any difference. You won't be able to add an atom's weight of good deed on your good uh, on your record from any action you do at that point onwards, because now you are in the point of death. Your life has come to an end. Your chance in the dunya has gone. And there are ayats and verses in the Qur'an Allah informs us about How the people, the losers on the day of judgment How they'll be begging to Allah That put us back in the dunya Give us one more chance We will fix up We will worship you We will worship you day and night Just give us one more chance, O Allah Do you think Allah will give them another chance? Khalas, it's too late You've heard the saying You only get one shot at life Second bit is where we disagree with They say, you only get one shot at life So enjoy it We say you only get one shot at life So earn jannah through it Because that's all you're going to get And if you mess it up, too late So, let's talk about the safety net What do I mean? Well, you've only got X amount of time Some of us we may only live on to another 5 years from now Some of us may live on to You know, in fact, just uh, a month ago We had a 28 year old brother that died in this area Just lives in the next street 28 years old. And some years back, we know of another brother who died at the age of 18. So we know death will come. Some of us here, I can see you're 16, 17. Some of the brothers, 18, 19. Who knows? I could be dead tonight. I may not wake up tomorrow. Okay? So when your time is up, halas. No more good deeds. What are these extra opportunities? And this is where I want to introduce And some of you brothers may be familiar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Through the uh, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Has conveyed some important examples to us There's one hadith for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa He says that All your deeds effectively uh, Actually let me um, get the text out um, It's in Sahih Muslim It says that if a human This is a translation of course If a human dies then his good deeds stop. Except for three. A sadaqa jariya continuous charity, a beneficial knowledge, or a righteous child who prays for him. So let me just go into a bit more detail. This is a hadith that's informing us. And as you know, that all your deeds, there's nothing you can do from the moment the angel of death comes to you. There's nothing you can do to earn that extra reward now. Except for three things that you can do now and start making those preparations. Because if you do these free things, then even after you're gone, your record of good deeds are piling up. Subhanallah. Look at this. Look at the rahmah and the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that even though we're long gone, we can continue. So what are these? One of these is sadaqah the continuous charity. (coughs) You know, from your wealth, the money, even if it's a penny or a pound, or a ten pound or fifty pound, or however much you can, whatever little it is, however much it is, you spend that in some cause, some good cause, whether it's helping, you know, to fund some dawah project, whether it's help to build a masjid, whether it's helping some people in need, some orphans, some people who are in poverty, this will continue, inshallah. This will continue. The money that you spend in building a masjid, there's other hadiths that talk about whoever spends in building a masjid, okay, or whatever you contribute to building a masjid. As long as, well, every time people use this masjid, and until yawm Al-Qiyamah, inshaAllah, you have your reward. Okay, continuous charity. Beneficial knowledge. Beneficial knowledge, you might think, okay, knowledge of Islam. Of course, that's one of the most obvious aspects. Yes, knowledge of the deen. You learn, whatever little you know, even the Prophet wasallam, he said that, even if it's one ayah, you know, one verse, convey it. However little you know, knowledge that you share with people, this will add to your good deeds, and this will continue. If I share some knowledge with this brother, or this brother shares something with me, and then I act upon it. Okay? And I act upon it. Every time I act upon it, I will get my reward, and my reward will not decrease, but the brother will get his reward. Even after he's long gone, if I still live longer than him. Subhanallah. You know, then the deeds will continue for the brother. Or vice versa. So this is something for us to think about. You know, I said big business, yeah. Start thinking big. How can I maximize my deeds? How can I think of all the avenues to increase my wealth so it piles up? You know, um, sometimes if you speak to some of these really uh, sort of business-minded people, one of the famous, uh, well, I don't know if it's famous, but one of the statements I've come across before in the past, it's a catchy phrase they use often. You know, they, They say that, don't work for your money, let your money work for you. Don't just work for your money You know, someone who just goes to a job What are you doing? You're working for your money What they're saying is Let your money work for you Meaning, the extra money that you've got Invest it in something And let that do the hard work To give you extra returns Well, I want to put it in this context You know, don't just do deeds Good deeds Of course, you have to do the ones That Allah SWT wants you to do Has ordered you to do But also in the recommended things Think about the things that I can maximize on Think about sadaqah. Think about beneficial knowledge. Now, I want to encourage the brothers in MOD to actually have a whole separate talk about knowledge. Gaining knowledge, because this is a huge field. Yeah? In terms of disciplines of gaining knowledge. But imagine the knowledge that you're sharing. Just think about the classical scholars. For you know, a lot of us, I can see we're Hanafi here probably. We know about Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shaibani, Hadi Abu Yusuf, etc. And many of their works that we follow even today. And for generations to come. Now imagine the reward that they are getting because of the knowledge they put together. Okay? This should give us a vision about aiming high to learn knowledge. And I really request them, Wadi Roberts inshallah think about having a separate topic on this to encourage all of us to think big about gaining knowledge and increasing knowledge in various disciplines inshallah. So that we can, whether it's writing books or giving seminars, sharing that knowledge in every way possible so this continues as a way of sadaqa for us. Even though we're long gone, even though we're long gone, there are other hadiths that talk about a number of other things. But just to finish this particular hadith, it goes on to the three things. So we said continuous charity, uh, beneficial knowledge, and a pious child who prays for them. Subhanallah. I met, you know, two brothers just in our area within the last month, okay, within a space of two weeks between their fathers. They both passed away. Yeah. So one brother's father passed away about four weeks ago. Another brother's father passed away. Two weeks ago, may Allah forgive them and grant them Jannah, uh, Jannah to make du'a for them um, And make du'a for their children that um, they have left behind in their families uh, That Allah gives them the deen and keeps them close to the deen um, These brothers that I was speaking to, I'm just encouraging them, reminding them about this hadith And about make du'a for your parents my father passed away when I was 8 years old And I think a few other brothers here Their father's parents have passed away Make dua for them Because they can't do anything They're in their graves now mm. Khalas. But you know what? You can make a difference as their child You can make a difference Make dua for them Ask for forgiveness for them And as far as I understand You can even give sadaqa on their behalf So if you've got money A bit of money to spend Give it with the intention That this is attributed to them On their behalf So that inshallah Their rewards pile up as well Okay, So this is something we should think about Now immediately some of you brothers Are thinking hmm, Where do I go and invest For my akhirah inshaAllah What should I do, let me think You're probably thinking isn't it Where you're going to spend your money Or how you want to spend it Let me tell you something Would you spend your money on building Digging a well in the middle of Chroma Street like Hadith says you know, Whoever contributes in terms of Building a well you know, He will get the continuous reward Would you, any of you brothers Would you spend in uh, digging a well here Yes? Why not? Who's going to use it? There's a key point here. That a lot of these examples, masjid, well, these are in the context that these are things that benefit the people. People need these things. So every time people use these, okay, every time people use them, they get their reward, but you get your reward as well. The context is need. So you'd be thinking now, hmm, where can I spend my money that would be needful to the, that would meet the different needs? So some of us, most of us probably here from Bangladesh, you're probably thinking, you know what, I've never thought about my village. You know what, maybe I'll spend some money digging a well. Mum always talks about, yeah, they're building a well there and they're doing a madrasa <coughs> there and they're doing a, a school there. You know what, maybe I should start spending and giving some sadaqah. Alhamdulillah, that's brilliant. But on that note, I want to bring our attention to some of the bigger needs as well. Because remember, in the context of beneficial knowledge, today the ummah and we are in a situation today where there is some fundamental knowledge that is missing in the ummah. So inshallah, if you learn the knowledge of salah and you teach some brothers salah, it's good, alhamdulillah, you get your reward as long as these brothers always continue to use that knowledge and that they benefit from this knowledge, you'll get your reward. But there's plenty of people out there to teach these brothers salah. There's plenty of books out there. Before you even intend to meet these brothers, they probably already sat with the imam and they probably got their knowledge of salah. But let me give you an area where the ummah lacks today and there's not many people to share this knowledge. As you all know, today the ummah is divided, brothers. Today we don't have the ahkam and the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't have the khilafah, we don't have the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many Muslims know the details of the sharia? In terms of a state. What is the ruling system of Islam? What is the state structure of Islam? How many Muslims out there know this? This is something for us to think about. That maybe this is an area I can learn as well and be amongst the ones at the forefront of leading this knowledge, spreading this knowledge. Think about the reward you will get. Because this is an area of knowledge that will implement the whole of the deen. And therefore inshallah, the whole ummah, not just a few people who use the well, not just the people in the community who use the masjid. Of course I'm not belittling these. I'm just giving you the bigger picture. In the context of thinking big, aiming big, earning lots of reward insha'Allah, do not miss this out as well. That's what I'm saying. Think about this. And it's not only a matter of choice. We know and I know previous talks have covered this. This is an obligation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But just think from a context of sadaqah jariyah, and continuous reward for you. Many Muslims don't understand the economic system of Islam. Many Muslims are being told the Khilafah system is the democratic system. There's no difference. Or they're being told that your Khilafah system is a dictatorship. It's exploitative. Exploiting people, oppressing people. And Muslims, they try and make Muslims run away from this system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The very system Muhammad s.a.w. established. And the Sahaba, the best of the generations, the Salaf, the Salihin, the Salaf of Salihin, who implemented, who continued... This is the knowledge that is missing today. So on that note, I'm going to finish. And inshallah, I think Salatul Maghrib is... The adhan going to go off time. And then during q time, we can go into more details, inshallah. Inshallah. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can subscribe to it from our blogspot at centralmod.blogspot.com to receive our weekly podcast. A عليكم.